Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome to episode 19, Eating Your Way Through Midlife. That's right. You're going to love this episode or you're going to hate it. I'm going to love it because I love to eat. I love to eat. We have to eat. But in midlife, everything changes. And I'm talking about our bodies. Everything changes in midlife. Let's do a little history of our bodies, the female body through, you know, our lifetime so far. Okay, all the different body changes that we've gone through. Imagine when you go back in time, and your first one is puberty. What happens? Oh, what happens is your hormones change, uh-huh, and then your body changes. Oh, you grow. Okay, so you your body's change. And then imagine, flash forward a little bit. Okay, then you're pregnant. What happens? Your hormones change when you're pregnant and your body changes. And then again, after you deliver your beautiful bundle of joy that changes your life forever, your hormones change again when you're breastfeeding. And what happens? That's right. Your body changes again. And then we come upon menopause. And the same thing is happening, ladies. The same thing. It's our hormones have changed. And so our body is adapting and changing along with it. So nothing's gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. All the changes that we've gone through have been hormonal. And as our body adapts, it changes too. So it's safe to say that the body that we have today is way different than the body we had back in the day because of all the changes. And remember, the body is an adaptogen. It is designed to see what's going on, the stimuli in it, around it, all that, and then adapt to it. That's how we survive. That's how it survives. And so nothing's gone wrong. This is what's supposed to happen. It just could be, you know, we don't like it happening. That's part of it but if we can understand it better then I think we can navigate it easier and we can enjoy this time of our life more instead of kind of fighting against it and fighting against our bodies because that never works in traditional Chinese medicine and I'm a huge fan of all the different healing modalities so traditional Chinese medicine menopause is known as the second spring so it's not something to be feared or to avoid or to take medications or hormones to get rid of it it's a changing of the body that is recognized and honored and what it means and in in traditional chinese medicine and in the asian cultures there is no menopause as such it's a totally different experience why because of the environments that we each culture has grown up in and so it's important to really look at that and go like oh that is different and what what's going on differently there that makes it a whole different experience for those women And when we get into the second spring and talk about the second spring in traditional Chinese medicine, it's based on getting out of your reproduction age and into the age of wisdom and giving back. So the philosophy is that the blood that was used and energy or chi 
our life force energy, which was going towards uh, reproducing, which is what the human body is designed to do, now gets focused back into the heart. And that's where the wisdom comes in. And that's where the giving back comes in, back to the uh, younger generations. I just love this philosophy. Uh, most of my clients, when they come to see me, when they come to coach one-on-one -on -one with me, the first initial thing that drives them to me is the changes in their body. And it's understandable because as a society, we are totally and completely conditioned to think that we're only as good uh, as our body. If we're beautiful, then it's amazing. And if we're overweight, then we're not as worthy of being lovable. That's just the environment that our society has created. And I'm really giving everything I have to smash that paradigm and create something different, which is the power of who we are as women as we age, like how powerful we are as we get older and we mature and we become wiser. And so when people come to work with me, it's usually like, Heather, I, and the, I swear, this is the story that I hear from everybody. And it was my story too. I am not kidding. It was my story. I literally woke up one morning and I felt like all the fat on my body had migrated just to my tummy area. <laughs> like what the heck is going on? Because you hadn't changed anything. Like your routine, your food, your exercise, all that kind of stuff. It was still the same, but all of a sudden, as we go into midlife and menopause, our hormones change. And so therefore, our body changes. That's the way we're designed. Okay, so this isn't a problem, my friends. Because if it's the one thing that I know, and if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I totally and completely believe that nature has all the answers. And if we follow nature's cues and look to nature for the answer, we're going to be okay because we as human bodies are a part of nature. And so everything that you see going on outside of you <clears throat> in the environment with all of nature applies to us as well. And so that means to me that there's a reason why our body is doing this and it's supposed to be doing this. So instead of fighting against it, we want to understand it better and use it to our advantage right? It's supposed to be happening because this is how nature goes. And so when people come to me and say, Hey, I'm having this issue with my weight and which means I'm having some mental struggles about me and my body, like my self-worth, because I have extra pounds. I have extra weight on my body. And because of the way I've grown up and because of uh, society construct and all that kind of stuff, we're thinking that we're less worthy, less valuable, unlovable, those types of things. And when, when we do the work on the weight, we start at the weight, but everything that comes up is all the mental and emotional work. And it's beautiful because it's never about the weight when we get to the heart of it, right? Now, no matter what anybody comes to me, I can safely say, that the root of all the issues that somebody has going on is definitely self self-worth. So no matter who you are or what your issue is, it'll always, we could always track it down to self-worth. So we don't need to go looking for that because we know that that's what it is. But along the way, we want to find out how we think and feel about our bodies and ourselves in relationship to our bodies. 
And we want to start getting curious about that and questioning it and reevaluating it and getting into more details about what exactly that means. So in midlife, when we have this extra weight gain, the first thing that people will do is they want to start eating less. They want to start eating less because, because of the food and diet industry, how they have sold us and brainwashed us into believing calories in, calories out, which is true. It is calories in, calories out. But the philosophy there is you got to lower your calories by eating less. And this is where it all falls apart. So this is not my belief. Not all calories are created equal. If you have 100 calories of chocolate cake and 100 calories of broccoli, not only are you going to have way more broccoli to eat, but there's actual nutrients in the broccoli. And in the cake, there's no nutritional value. And you can have, the amount will be way, way, way less than this huge helping of broccoli. And so all calories are not created equal. So the first thing that I work with, that I talk about when I work with people is the understanding of calorie density, because it is a mathematical equation. And if you just stick to the foods that are less calorie dense, then you can actually eat more food. I don't know about you, but I love to eat. I love to eat. So I'm never going to sacrifice eating. Eating less is never an option for me because I would just be hangry all the time. And my, yeah, I love my family. I love my boys too much to, to be hangry all the time. I love to eat and I feel so good when I eat and my body is designed to eat. And so when I eat food that is lower in calorie density, I can just be a volume eater. And that's what I am. I'm a volume eater. And when I understand what foods are lower in calories, it makes it super easy for me to not have to think about how much food I'm eating and then get back to the innate knowing of my beautiful, amazing nature built body that knows exactly when I'm hungry and exactly when I feel satisfied. And those are the cues that have been hijacked by the food industry because in our history, our ancestors were designed to look for calorie-dense foods because, only because, they would go days without eating. And so their drive was find the calories, the food that has a lot of calories in it because I might not be able to eat in a couple of days. There might not be food in a couple of days. Flash forward to today where every single food, there's an abundance of food, you'll never go without food, and all of the foods are super concentrated with highly addictive substances like sugar and fats, oils and salts. All of those are addictive. So now our body's natural innate knowing of when we have feel satisfied are totally not working. They've been hijacked from a sense of our body doesn't know when we feel satisfied because the salts and the, and the sugars 
are triggering our dopamine center, our pleasure centers, and it's like bing, bing, bing going off. So back in the day of our ancestors, that dopamine hit would come up every once in a while. But now it's everywhere in everything, not only our food, but it's also in social media and everywhere we look, it's triggering our our dopamine, um, our pleasure center. And so it's like oversaturated, it's overwhelmed. And so that's why our natural innate knowing of when we feel satisfied has, is, doesn't work anymore because everything is so concentrated. The pleasure points, the, the pleasure molecules, the pleasure substances, everything is just so condensed. Our, bo- our brain just can't compute it now. Our body literally doesn't know when it's full. It doesn't know. It's impossible for it to tell. And so this is the art form of understanding what foods don't do that. What foods do we eat that won't totally set off our dopamine pleasure center and want us to have more and more and more, which is what leads to addiction. And when I talk about addiction, addiction is in all areas of modern society with social media totally addicted to the likes or the views or the alerts or whatever it is, the sugar more more addictive than the drugs going around. And this is all by design. So our brains have been studied and now the big businesses have found ways to just keep us coming back for more and more and more, just consumerism. And I'm here to say, hey, we can we can take our brains back. We just need to know what foods do we eat? What foods will do the opposite of that? What foods will nourish our body and allow us to get back to our natural knowing of feeling satiated? Because that's what our body is designed to do. There's a couple of different ways that it does that. And in my process of becoming a holistic nutritionist and all the things that I've done, because I truly believe that you can heal your body with food, that food is the answer. If your body's out of alignment, it's toxicity, too much of something or deficiency, not enough, like excess or deficiency. It's one of those and you just got to figure it out, right? And so we start with the basics of the food, the type of foods we're eating, and when we eat, and if we just get down to that, the clean eating and be like the wild animals, you, you'll never see a wild animal uh, eating its food in its natural habitat that's overweight. It's just not possible. Why? Because it's adhering to the laws of nature. Our bodies are exactly the same, exactly the same as that. All we have to do is get back to that. And that's the important thing is as we get into midlife, the closer we stick to what our natural innate knowing is, the easier it is to lose weight. That's why I say the more, eat more and lose weight because you want to feel satiated. You want to set off those signals in your body that says, hey, you've had enough, you're good. There's hormones, the ghrelin and the leptin that are designed to be, hey, Heather, you're hungry. Oh, yep, you've had enough. You feel satisfied right? But when, when we are eating stuff like sugar, there is no satisfaction because there's no uh, nutritional triggers that say, hey, you're getting enough nutrients. And it's high with the addiction. It's just more, 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 more. And it's uh, almost impossible to feel like 
satisfied from that because you just have the craving and the desire for more. So know that you haven't done anything wrong. You're just fighting against trillion dollar industries that have spent all their money on understanding the human brain and how to hijack it into doing what they want it to do, which is crazy when you think about it. And so when we get back to our natural instincts, that's how we can get our body back to the weight that it's supposed to be at. And you'll lose the weight and it'll be effortless. It won't be, you have to lose weight. It will be, I choose to eat these foods because these are the foods that nourish my body and I can eat as much as I want until I feel satisfied. And in your brain, in your brain, if you're telling yourself, hey, girl, you can eat as much of this as you want, then you don't have that lack or scarcity. The second you start counting your calories, boom, that's a, that's restriction. And as soon as your brain is being told that there's restriction, it freaks out and thinks, oh my gosh, now I need to eat more. Or it's only sustainable for a certain amount of time. Then you're into willpower. And willpower is good for a little while, but there's no infinite supply. There's an end result. There's a limited supply of willpower. And when it runs out, look out. That's when you yo-yo up and down. And so getting back to your body's innate knowing, this is how you can eat your way through midlife. Just knowing, just knowing what foods work for you and when to eat and when to know when to stop and then how to stop the emotional eating. Because when you're emotional eating, what you're doing is there's a feeling that comes up mm -hmm, and I don't like that feeling. And so instead of processing it or naming it or knowing what feeling it is even, I'm going to eat something which will distract me from the feeling. And that's the only reason why we're doing it. We're not hungry. But if I eat this thing over here, then I've stopped focusing on that horrible feeling that I didn't like. So now you can see why it's so, so much easier to eat. So we're numbing ourselves, basically. So when you put all of these together, you have a recipe for a really good relationship between food and your body and your health in midlife. And it can be effortless. It really, really can. And even though I'm a plant-based person, this works even if you eat meat as well, right? It's like figuring out the right relationship to the type of foods that you're eating. So this is how you eat your way through midlife. You get your protocol down, the foods that work for you, and then you don't even have to think it about it anymore. You're like, this is just the way I eat now. And in order for you to live a healthy lifestyle in midlife, it has to be sustainable. And in order for it to be sustainable, it has to be easy to do. Now, I may be a holistic nutritionist, but I'm not a chef and I don't like to cook and I'm lazy when it comes to cooking. And so you got, for me, I found a way that is super easy to do, but the food is delicious. It's so delicious. And that's sustainable for me. That means I can do it all the time. And that's what will turn this around is not like, oh, I'm going to do this for four weeks. It's something that it's just, this is just how I eat. This is just how I show up in the world. This is how I think and feel about food and eating. And it's from an, a place of abundance and it's being a volume eater and it's eating food that is delicious, that you really love to eat. That's the key, right? As soon as you get into the restriction, it's game over. Look out. And so my friends... You can adapt and change with your body in midlife without making it mean that there's something wrong with you or something's gone wrong. Remember, our body just is genius. It knows what it's doing. 
So can you trust and listen to your body from this moment, where you are at right now, and not from who you used to be or what your body used to look like and be able to do? So just be in this moment and really understand and appreciate what's going on. I have a eat more and lose weight in midlife masterclass dropping soon. So follow me on Instagram at Heather London Coaching so you can be in the loop for when it drops. And I will put the link in the show notes. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to go into depth on some of the stuff we talked about today. So you'll leave that masterclass knowing exactly what kind of foods that you want to eat when how to cook them, how to set yourself up for success, all of it. Okay, this is a game changer and I'm shouting it from the rooftops because I want every single woman in midlife to know this and then make a choice for herself. Just be in this moment right here and see it for what it is and love yourself exactly as you are because you are amazing You are beautiful and you are perfect just as you are. Thank you for listening, my friends. Always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.